we're going to, we've been, um, it's going to be 30, 32 years now, uh, actually, uh, in May. But one of the things that we know, though the Lord um, does give us the guidance as a shepherd, as uh, my husband being the shepherd of the church, it's always important to bring people uh, to, uh, to minister to our people. Why is that? Well, because uh, the shepherd knows the sheep. The sheep knows the shepherd. And uh, we give the, the prophetic word. We, we give the word to uh, the, the, the sheep. But when somebody comes from, from, uh, from a different or from far away or doesn't know the, the congregation and gives a word, it has a tremendous effect in their lives. Why is that? Well, because they say, well, they don't know anything about me. They don't know my life. And here they're giving me a word. And it could be exactly the same word that the pastor gave him or pastor's wife or so. Uh, somebody's given that, that word to them. Uh, so it just brings more um, edification to the church. So we're, we're really grateful for that. And we're looking forward to what God has in store for us. Um, so uh, I don't know the sister that's here that her daughter was healed. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I didn't know anything about that afterwards. I didn't hear if the little girl was here, but I'm just really rejoicing, uh, with you together with that. Amen. Um, Greg, I'm not sure how much time I have, so you need to let me know. Uh, you, you, you have, uh, you have as much time as the Lord gives you. So as, as the Lord leads, uh, I'll never infringe upon the spirit. So you, you take Amen. liberty. Okay, very well. Well, as, um, as uh, Greg asked me to speak uh, some word into you, and as I was um, thinking about it, and, and this, this, um, this conference that I had given many years ago, it just came, it popped up to me and it just, I went to, to look into it and I felt the Lord just said, I want you to speak on this. And um, so I pray that this, this will be a blessing uh, to someone's life, if not everyone, but to somebody's life today, because I believe that it will uh, affect someone's life if God has a message for you. So the title of this, uh, this topic or this teaching is called My Past Does Not Determine My Future, But What I Choose Today Determines the Course of Tomorrow. If I can repeat that, my past does not determine my future. I know that many people have given this, but one of the important things is what I choose today. What I determine today and I choose today is going to determine the course of tomorrow. It's going to determine the course of my life tomorrow. So I want to take you, uh, if you have your Bibles before you or, um, I don't know, an iPad or whatever, we have the scriptures. If you can go with me to the book of Ruth, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Ruth and um, her life. So chapter one, verse eight uh, and it says, Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. Now, if we can just go quickly to verse 16 and 17, it says, but Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or ask me or plead with me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you for wherever you go. I will go wherever you lodge, I will lodge 
Your people shall be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so me, do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Now, the book of Ruth has been shown to be one of the most memorable and influential uh, stories for the children of God, uh, especially who are going through difficult times and in a very deep and broken world. Uh, the, uh, um, the, 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 the story of Ruth or the, the, um, the uh, what it, you could say, um, how this book has come to life, how it's been given to us. Uh, what we see here and what amplifies in her life is actually faith and fidelity. Uh, equally in time of there was tragedy in the country, uh, tragedy continued. Uh, and, it, and, it left, and if you think about this story, it leaves a lasting mark on everyone who studies the story because it, it seems like uh, things not only got were bad, but they got from bad to worse. Uh, and sometimes in people's life, we can see this story or this tragedy can kind of reflect uh, one's life. You say, wow, that, that story kind of reflects my life or reflects the life of my family. The story is motivated and moved by tragedy, as we can see, death, hunger, <clears throat> that affected two main characters in the book of Ruth. Um, such tragedies were common, though in the Old Testament, these calamities were never God's intention for the world. His intention for the world was to uh, was completely the opposite of this. So when God created heavens and earth, he saw that everything was good and he put man to rule on earth and he blessed him in a perfectly created world. But of course, sadly, we know the story that man failed. So sin brought pain. It brought suffering and death to all creation, what we call the spiritual death. Yet God remained with his original plan and immediately uh, the plan of restoration was put in place, a process that would begin with human in his sinful state and being um, and ending in all creation made right again. So there was a there was this uh, process that God already predestinated that would happen. And so in order for this to happen, in order for this uh, um, this plan to come forth, the first step was to find a man who uh, this plan could come through. And it began with Abraham to whom a promise was made and a, a, a covenant that would be irrevocable. Now it was a covenant or a pact, you can say, that will pass from generation to generation. And Genesis chapter 17, seven, if you can just write it down, maybe uh, it says, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. So it's from generation to generation. Now, this is the plan that he started. The plan was to find that righteous man who through his offsprings would restore a people back to God uh, to be their God. Amen. So we find the time, uh, the story of Ruth during this time, it was a time of the judges. The people of God had made a practically a reversal process. 
So they knew the, uh, the, the covenant that was made to Abraham and then to his son Isaac and then to his son Jacob, what was to continue on. We know uh, of Moses and the, um, the laws and the, um, the, the laws were given and also the, the commandments that were given. Uh, so what happened is that if after Moses had died and after Joshua died, we find uh, the people of Israel in the time that they called the judges, where they were judges that would rule them. And they began to do what we call the reversal process. So they began to forget about God and they began to worship idols. Uh, this obedience brought a curse upon them, uh, which was the curse that had been written in the Mosaic covenant. Uh, the law of Moses was, which was supposed to be put in practice. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, 15, it says, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of your Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And if you read the whole chapter of, of, uh, verse uh, chapter 28 and all the whole chapter, you'll find the blessings were given. And then if they did not uh, obey God, then all these curses and there was a list of curses that were, were given. So then due to this curse or the curse that came upon them because they did not follow God's commandments or his laws and his statutes, what happens is that Israel found themselves in captivity. They found themselves uh, under the rule or a uh, harsh rule then of other kings, pagan kings of other nations. So they would begin to repent and they were crying to the Lord for liberation. So we could find in Judges chapter 3, 9, it says, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the children of Israel who delivered them. And then Othenel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, um, was uh, it says he's one that God raised up this this uh, deliverer which you can say even consider like a judge. So then, when Athenaeus died, the children of Israel did evil again before the eyes of God. Now the Israelites uh, began what is called a cycle of sin. They would worship idols. They would be marrying their daughters with those of the heathen people. They would take daughters of the pagan people for their their sons. And, and then they were punished by God. And then all of a sudden, again, they would cry out for deliverance. So they would, uh, then again, God would rescue them by sending them a deliverer, or they would say rescued by judges that were sent by God. And then they would obey God for a time period. And then they would return again in worshiping idols of the pagans. And so one of those pagan cities was Moab, the home of Ruth. It was a very pagan, pagan uh, um city where they would worship uh, uh, different gods and one of them was called Chemish, uh, the god of Chemish. So because of this, because of this cycle of sin, they would they would repent and they would serve God and then they would go back again and they would uh, they would sin and then again they would be calling out Lord. So it was like a, a complete cycle. So because of that, the people of Israel found themselves in famine in the land. And a man by the, uh, called Eliminat took his wife and his two, son, uh, two sons uh, away uh, to a country away from their home. Now, they were from Bethlehem. 
And Bethlehem was very rich in agriculture. It was a very uh, rich in that area. And the city, by the way, means house of bread. How interesting. The city was called a house of bread, but yet there was no bread. Why? Because of the sin that the people of Israel had committed. So um, times were tough. And so what did he do? He goes to the pagan land of Moab. I hope you're following here because I want to bring you to some things that are very important for us today. Now, hunger and misfortune pushed his family to look away or to go away from what was the house of bread, which was the place that God had established for them, which were milk and honey would flow in that area. Now to go and try to survive in a foreign land, in a pagan country, you know, sometimes uh, we think by moving away from our problem, uh, we'll resolve everything. But we find that we just bring those problems with us. No matter where we go, you bring yourself with you. So the same problems can continue in a different place. Sometimes people think, well, if I, I leave this job and I go to another job, everything will be fine. If I leave this city and I go to another city, well, then everything will be fine. It's not necessary the situation. And here we find exactly what happened to Eliminac, his wife and his two sons. Now, despair can push you to make wrong decisions. Now, one of the things that um, uh, when we make wrong decisions is why? Because we're, there's a lack of faith. When there's a lack of faith in the children of God, when does it come? When there's a time of um, shortage, when there's a crisis going around, then that's when many Christians or many people begin to lose faith. Why? Because they their eyes are set on and what's what they can see. Their eyes are set on what they know they will receive. Uh, so that's when lack of faith, they begin to have lack of faith. So because of that, it will push them to make wrong decisions when we're not taking enough time to be with the Lord. We're not dedicating our time into prayer and our time to seek God and our time to read the word of God. Um, there's also a shortage of purpose. We don't have purpose, meaning that we can't find purpose uh, because of what we see around us, we're just kind of limited to um, even think beyond of our surroundings. And then when there's a shortage of material and financial means, especially in the time right now, there's crisis in America, there's crisis all over the world. They are declaring that there's gonna be one of the biggest crises that America or the world has ever um, uh, came upon. And, and, and they're, they're just waiting for this great, um, uh, what you call a sort uh, shortage in food, and we're seeing that right now, even here in the UK. Um, there's you can't find any eggs. There's no there's no eggs. It's very difficult to find eggs. And little by little, we're going to begin to find that there's other food that's missing. I was reading the other day that now there's having a difficulty with meat as far as cow meat. Uh, there's a shortage in that. Uh, so little by little, we're beginning to see what is beginning to unfold before us. And we need to be ready for these things. We need to understand that there is a process. There is also a purpose for our life. But when there's a shortage of material and financial means, then we are in danger of making wrong decisions. 
also the time of silence. There's a time where God was silent in the life of the Israelites. There's a time that he's been silent. And so God's silence in time is to wait on what's in our, he, sometimes he wants to wait and see what's in your heart. What, what will you do under these circumstances? What will you do if you find yourself um, a lack of material or financial means or a lack of, of, um, of uh, uh, what we would be um, of stability, a lack of a purpose, a lack of everything. God many times waits because he wants to see what's in the heart of man. Now, let's go back a bit to the story. Elimelech and his wife and his two children, they leave Bethlehem because of that uh, shortage. And then, but when Naomi returns back to Bethlehem, she returns shorthanded and empty again. What a sad situation. She goes with her husband and two sons and she returns completely empty. She does, she's a widow. She, her two sons are dead. And she has no grandchildren. So this was too much for Naomi. This was absolutely too much. Instead of going to better their life, now instead it's gotten worse. How many times you can find yourself in this situation and say, Lord, it seems like every two steps that I make or every step that I make, I'm making two steps back. Every time that I want to make a certain decision or I'm going to go forward, then it seems like everything just falls backwards. You can imagine the life of Naomi right here. She is now having to return to Bethlehem empty, completely empty. So when we make wrong decisions, the consequences are devastating in different ways. There's death. There's diseases. Uh, a dejective spirit, which means depression. Depression is one of the first things that comes in when you actually don't have anything left. Depression comes in, the spirit of depression. Economic failure, spiritual downcasts. Why? Because we have been hoping in, in our move or our decision would bring blessing, but instead it brought emptiness. So God's plan is to rescue us because we are his children. So we need to reflect on who our God is. First of all, God has a plan here to save Naomi through a pagan woman. This is really what really interests me in this story. Everybody starts from the story of uh, when she says, your God will be my God, your people may be my people. And wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you die, I will die. Everybody starts, every preacher, every speaker, when they says, but I want to go backwards. I want to go from that point backwards of who this woman is. She's a pagan woman. Now, Ruth was born within the people of incest. And what do I say by that? Well, the people of Moab... They're called the Moabites. Moab, let's see why they're called Moabites. Because the name, it comes from the name Moab. Moab was a son of Lot's eldest daughter. Now, what happened when the story says that when they left Sodom or Gomorrah and they went into the mountain, the mother died, but the mother became a pillar of salt because she looked backwards. The daughters are there with their father alone in the mountains. And they are thinking, and the oldest one says, there's, we don't have a husband's, our husband's died. 
there's no future. Let's get our father drunk and let's sleep with him. The oldest daughter slept with her dad. Father didn't know what was going on. She got pregnant and the son Moab was born. So this nation was born through incest. If you think about it, it was definitely, there was no blessing there. That's why they became, uh, they was considered a nation with the history of sin and people moved by the lack of uh, morality. The Bible describes Camosh, which was their abominable idol, as, as horrible. And if the people of Moab were not enough, if it wasn't enough just that, the younger sister or the younger daughter of Lot doing the same thing like her older sister, she got pregnant and her son's name, they named him Amon. Now, Amon was even worse. The Ammonites were even worse than the Moabites. They were equally born through this instance and they worshiped the God of Molech entailed as a detestable practice of sacrificing children, which we see today. I was looking at a, a reel that somebody sent me and it was uh, a preacher that he was uh, actually saying the truth about what goes on in Hollywood and what's going on with these politicians, what they do. And one of the, um, it came out of when I guess the, 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 um, emails of Hillary Clinton, it came out where one of the, her, um, I guess you would call it a, one of her men or one of the, their, her helpers there, uh, counsel or whatever, uh, he mentioned that they were going to do this sacrifice uh, to Molak to say um, for her. For she was, uh, and that supposedly also these people would sacrifice. And so all the, the abortion and the sacrifices of build, uh, babies is to Molech, to Molech today. Even today, there are people of Hollywood and politicians and people very high end that still worship Molech today. It's not something in the past, it's something they still do. And God called it a detestable, abominable uh, practice of this of sacrificing children. Now the history of your family can determine your future when chains are not broken. Somebody can uh, look around and just think of your family. If you can kind of just reflect right now, what family do you come from? Uh, what, what type of family do you come from? Is it a family of divorce? Think about it, is it a family divorce? So if your parents were divorced, were their parents divorced? How far back could you go back and say, oh, and begin to see, or maybe your life, you've come and, and you're, you're a divorcee. So there's a history that can determine, the history of your family can determine your future, but when you decide to break that chain, then it will determine the course of tomorrow. It would make a difference. Your past will no longer determine your future. Uh, your future. Incest in families, abuse, and violence, alcoholism, drug, drug addiction, practicing of witchcraft, idolatry, etc. There's so many things that you, if you go back, um, idolatry is very common in the Hispanic um, people. Uh, also in, in many other countries and in, in the African countries, very uh, witchcraft and idolatry because they have many idols, uh, the African people, not only that, Hindu, Hindu is one of the, uh, they have 3 million gods. So 
all of that, if you go back into your history and find out what is the history of my family? What have my family practiced? What am I carrying with me? Now, Ruth, that came from a people without God and is found to be the wife of a man who comes from a descendant of perpetual covenant and promises a blessing. She doesn't come from that, but she ends up marrying a man that does. And one of the things that God had told the people of Israel, they were not to marry pagan woman. But this is really interesting here. God decided that he was going to choose this woman to make a difference in the life of Naomi. Now, she didn't choose her future. Neither did she choose her past. But God chose the future for her. This is what sometimes we ask people today. We have to determine something. We can't choose our past, but we know that God can choose our future if we allow him to Amen. guide us in that area. It makes, us, it makes a difference, our choice today. You know, ironically, we can see that God uses Ruth as an example of genuine spirit and character. And why do I say ironic? Because she was a pagan woman. This can demonstrate the very bleak situation that there was in Israel. Now, the question we can ask ourselves is this. Wasn't there a woman of the spirit like Ruth in Israel? We can think that because of the spiritual situation in Israel, there wasn't. This is the only thing that we can think of right now. We can also think that God found a woman who, because of her birth as a pagan, a woman that had no hope, but in her, there was a thirst and a hunger for God. Hallelujah. I don't know. I could feel something tremendously. There was a thirst and a hunger for God. Wow. A demonstration of God's plan for the Gentiles who having no hope, we became sons and daughters through the adoption, through the spiritual adoption. Why? Because the Israelites rejected God. Thank God for that, because there was now hope for us as Gentiles to be now adopted children, sons and daughters of God. Now, a woman who was tired of being classified as a Moabite, a woman who wanted to be rescued. Now, the decision we make today will and can affect us tomorrow. Your past can determine your future when you allow it and you do not make the right decisions. So we need to be careful in the times that we're in, in the situations that we may find our, ourselves off, to not be pressured to make the wrong choices. Because those wrong choices will then determine the continuation of our past into the future. A decision with principles and commandments of God ahead of you will change what your future will be. Now, God shows us something very big with this woman, Ruth. He does not look at her past, but he looks at her heart and he changes her destiny. Amen. Think about that. He looks at what's in her, her, her desire to no longer be a Moabite, her desire no longer to be part of this uh, incest, pagan people. Now, what does he do? He changes her destiny. He removed the shadow of her past and he cut the generational curse upon her. When did he do that? 
the moment, if we go back to when we're reading, when she says in verse 15 or 16, says, do not entreat me. Do not plead with me to leave you. That's that right there in that moment. God says, now I am breaking that chain. Now, why? Because she was determined not to go back to her father's house. She was determined to die where Ruth died. She said, it doesn't matter where you go, but let it be far Amen. from me that I don't die where you die. Let it be far from me that I don't choose your God to be my God, your people to be my people. Wherever you go, believe me, I'm going to be there. Do not force me. Do not try to tell me to go because I won't go. Right there and then, God removed that generation of curse in her life. It was gone. Just like that. So he demonstrated his benevolence, which constituted in a blessing and redemption towards Ruth. God still calls us, even though our ancestors may not have served God. And it was not because we didn't deserve to be chosen or we deserve to be chosen. I'm sorry. It's not because we deserve to be chosen, but it's because it's God's plan and purpose for us. So it's not... Um, just by coincidence that you are here today because God has a plan for you. It's not by coincidence that God called you and chose you because he's got a plan for it. He wants to change your destiny, but it's important that you make the right choices today. You know, God is not looking for that perfect woman or man to sanctify her himself. God seeks whom he can sanctify and then mold into perfection. When we first get com converted unto the Lord, it's so beautiful. Now there's needing a process of molding into perfection. Philippians 1, 6 says this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. What is it saying right there? He will complete it unto the day that the Lord Jesus Christ comes for us. When we get to meet Jesus face to face, in that day, it will be complete in us. So what he has begun in you today, he wants to bring it to a completion. He wants to bring it to be a good work in you, but it's important that you make the right choices today. He looks for a person who seeks God with faith and passion, uh, who says, as Ruth said to Naomi, your people would be my people and your God will be my God. I don't want the God of Kamosh anymore. I don't want my people either. I don't want to be part of the, the people of incest. I don't want to be part of the people that serve Kamosh. I want your people, the people of blessing, the people of a perpetual covenant. I want your God, yeah. the God that delivered you when you're crossing the Red Sea and made you walk on dry land. I want that God that delivered from the from the Egyptians and, and the chariots and the horses were, were washed away in the sea. I want that God that followed you where you were in the desert what it was a cloud by day and a, a, a fire by night. I want that God. I want that God in, to be part of my life. I want him to be in me. And he, I want it for my uh, future blessing. Now, Ruth chooses a blessing and not the curse of her past. She was no longer to be a Moabite of heart or worship or Kamosh, the God of war. She no longer would be chained to her past. She did not know, though 
though she desired in her heart, she did not know that the her decision would bring about bring about a, a, a total plan of redemption. She did not know that her decision at the time would have a historical um, precursor and a prestigious lineage. I mean, this is amazing. She doesn't know all this stuff, but she knows that she's making a, a decision that there's no one that can change her mind. She didn't know what the future was going to hold for her. Because of her decision, the spirit of a serpent and the fidelity to Naomi and to her God and the love of Israel, she was counted worthy of being the great, great grandmother of King David. And being one of the four women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Think about that. Amen. You know, God chose the people of Israel and then the lineage of Judah for that the Messiah would come through that lineage. But interestingly enough, this woman, a pagan woman, was to be what we would call uh, the most uh, privileged woman to be the great-great-grandmother of King David, the greatest king of the Old Testament. Today, yeah. considered the greatest king in their time. And, and then to be mentioned as part of the genealogy of Jesus. The most incredible thing in the history in the genealogy is just that there were four women mentioned, only four women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. And interesting enough, they were not Israelites, but they were of pagan people. Tamar and Rahab, they were Canaanites. Ruth, she was a Moabite. And Bathsheba, she was a Gilanite. Is this a coincidence that the only ones mentioned are not of the people of God? Now, there's something prophetic about this. The people of Israel being that they rejected the Messiah and the plan of redemption went into action. We find uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 27 to 28, and I'm coming to a close now. Uh, Paul said to the Corinthians when he described the situation of Ruth and us today, he said, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and to base things of the, and the base things of the world and the things which are, which are despised, God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Now, Ruth was not born chosen but God chose her. You were probably not born chosen, but God chose you. It may be that you're not born in a family that has been saved like myself. I am what you would call a fifth generation uh, that have been converted unto the Lord. I mean, if we go back in time or, or fourth generation, it's my, my father, my fourth generation, I'm sorry, my parents my grandparents and my great-grandparents. 
So I'm a fourth generation, somebody that's been in this faith for generations. Now, my children are fifth generation. Maybe you have not been born in a, in a family that has been saved. But guess what? Ruth was not to be part of the chosen people. But yet God chose her. He's, God chooses to save you and the generation that will follow you. Amen. It's important that you make that decision to serve God with all your heart and take Ruth as an example and say, I will not go back. I will not be what my I was destined to be. I was destined to live a life of immorality. I was destined to come be a divorcee and for my children to be divorced. I was destined uh, uh, to continue with the, the life of abuse and violence and my children to the continue. This is no, you can make that choice to determine that you will continue forward in what God has purpose for your life. What you choose to today can change the story of tomorrow. If today you determine that your past can no longer determine your future, then spirit of depression has to leave. The spirit of spiritual indifference has to leave. The spirit of defeat has to leave. And also the spirit of sicknesses and diseases that has been in your family also has to leave. Amen. It will not be the same anymore because your faith Amen. will then go in, increase. It will go more. Your, your faith will just rise even higher and higher. And then you will have a new strength to continue with this determination to be what God has chosen you to be. So when the enemy wants to remind you of your past, guess what? You need to remind him of his future. That is something that today you need to determine. Amen. Amen. You will no longer be what the enemy has meant for you to be. And when he wants to tell you, well, you were this, but you did this, but look at the life you were. Tell him, you know what, Satan? Let me remind you of your future. How was prepared, the Bible says, for Satan and his angels? It was not prepared for humankind. But the Bible is very clear because God is a God that is just. And because of that, all those that live in sin will go to hell. But today you can say, Satan, your future is in hell forever in the lake of fire. But my future yeah. is to be with Jesus in eternity. And I am determined today, just like Ruth, to go forward and be part of the great plan that God has for us today. Amen. 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 This Amen. is today is a choice that I'm inviting you Amen. to make and determine in your heart, no going back anymore. You know Amen. what's behind you. It's time to look forward. It's necessarily to go forward in Jesus name. I be as we began um in the prayer the lord immediately showed me that there was somebody that was under type some type of oppression and you could feel it tremendously in this area and you get you feel that i don't know if there's somebody here with that i want you to to say this is me i 
Amen. Somebody just, you know, say, you know what, I'm, I'm going through this. I feel like there was just some type of pressure that I'm going to, and it, get, it makes me feel heavy at times. God wants to, to bring deliverance to you today in Jesus' name. He wants to deliver you from everything from your past. He wants to deliver you from anything that is weighing you down. Um, and I want to want to be able to pray with you right now. If you would just allow me to, to pray with you in Jesus' name. In Amen. The, you see in the comment section. Do you see the comment section, sister? Let me check. Okay, so you've been going through that. Okay, you have a few people that are going through that. Okay, can you tell me what you're feeling? Can you can you describe the way you're feeling? What is the pain that you feel? Um, sorry. Um, you made me cry when you started when I logged in, but um, and I'm sorry if I'm gonna cry, but I feel like. I'm going through like a court case and a lot of my past is coming back. And I've been very hard on myself and the decisions that I made in the past. <laughs> like, I just feel like the weight of it all on my life. I've just been so like defeated by it. I feel like I can't get away from the decisions that I made and the person that I was in the past, and it's been so heavy on me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Sorry, your name was Norma. Norma, can I can I just address you for a moment right now? And I believe that's why the Lord gave me this message, because you needed to hear this today. You needed to hear that the decision of your past that you've made have, have brought uh, consequences. But whatever decision you make today and determine your heart, God can clear all of those things of your past. He can change the situation. He can transform that situation if you just believe in you just get a hold of his hand in Jesus name and that weight that you're feeling, I could feel it tremendously. It's just like a weight upon you. And I believe there was somebody else that was feeling the same thing. Um, if it's you, just please let me know. But I could feel it strongly as we began barely into the prayer. I haven't even started speaking. The Lord already pledged. I could feel that heaviness. And I began to rebuke that spirit that wants to bring that heaviness upon you. But, you know, God today will deliver you, Norma, if you believe it. Do you believe it today? That God can change your circumstance. Yes, I, I was typing. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Amen. 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 <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Is there anyone else? Well, first of all, I just want to pray for Norma right now, and then I'll pray for somebody else. I want you, uh, Norma, do you mind um, that I can see you? Are you able to allow me to see you? Sure. I just look crazy right now. <laughs> it's okay. 
It's okay. Okay. There you go. Amen. Okay, Norma. I want you to extend your hand to the screen right now. Amen. Extend your hand right now. In Jesus' name. I command that tormenting spirit, that spirit that has been tormenting your life and your past and your family history and the curse on your life, I command it right now in Jesus' name to go and to leave right now. In the name of Jesus, I command it to leave right now over the life of Norma right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, you need to leave her right now. Every oppression spirit, every demonic spirit on her life right now, you are to leave her. Every tormenting spirit, I command you to leave her right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave her body right now. Right now, I command you to leave her body. Come, come out of her. Come out of her right now. I command you to come out right now. Come out completely. Come up. Come up right now and come out of her. In Jesus' name, what is tormenting her stomach as well, I command that to leave right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every generational curse, I come against you right now and I command you to leave her now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare liberty in your, in your life right now. I declare deliverance over your life right now. Every pain that you're feeling, I command right now, those pain to leave, that is tormenting your body, that's tormenting your mind, that's tormenting your soul right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare liberty right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, thank you, Jesus, Norma. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for, your for freeing me. Thank you, Jesus, for freeing me. Lord Jesus, I accept you in my heart. Lord Jesus, I accept you in my heart. In everything of my past. In everything of my past. I renounce it today. I renounce it today. I promise not to go back to that. I promise not to go back to that. God, I want to give you my life completely. God, I want to give you my life completely. And I want you to take control of my life. And I want you to take control of my life. My mind. My mind. My decision making. My decision making. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so How do you much. Feel? I feel lighter and 
it's crazy that you pray for my stomach because I've been having a lot of stomach issues the last couple of days. It's been really bad. I felt like I gained like 20 pounds. <laughs> so oh, thank yeah. you. I do feel a lot lighter. So, Praise amen. God. Yeah. You're free. Praise the Lord. You're free. Amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Is there someone else that needed prayer today? Greg, I don't know if you want me to pray for someone else today. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen uh, Sister Laura in the chat say that applied to her as well. And I believe it was, and then Sister Mariah after. Okay, Sister Laura. <clears throat> Was it from the same situation, the weight on the sh Can Laura, can you talk to me? Hi, uh, hi sister, yes. Um, it's been like, it's been um, more like, like heavy um, in my mind. Like I've been having um, like a headache um, and I'm kind of um, having, panic attacks um in the night time um and like feeling like um i'm like condemned and and <clears throat> and feeling like hev heaviness in a more like not in a such a physical sense i guess but um yeah like suffering with like kind of having like i know it sounds crazy but like having like suicidal Kind of thoughts and yeah so that's yeah. amen do you believe that jesus can heal you and deliver you today laura yes amen, amen. those thoughts is because of the demonic oppression over your life and he wants to influence you then to make that step but god is going to change your destiny you make the right choices, God will change your destiny in the name of Jesus. Um, you mentioned something at nighttime. I thought, I think it was cutting off or something. Can you repeat what you're saying at nighttime? What? Um, at nighttime, I find it very difficult to sleep and like I get a panic attacks and see lots of uh, visions and I sleep and wake up like tired. Um, I, yeah. I've, um, okay. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear because this is what I'm feeling right now. I feel a, a tremendous pressure on my chest, meaning that that's what you're going through, that there's a heaviness in your chest. Like if you get panic attacks and you start feeling like it's closing in on you, do you feel that? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. Okay. Amen. Jesus name. Can I, can I, can you open up your camera, Laura, so I can, you can see me and I can see you and I'm gonna pray for you. There you go. Okay, very good. Laura, where, where are you call, um, calling in from? Um, England. Oh, you're here. Very well. You're where, where? What part of England are you at? Um, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. Okay. Very well. I'm in the Surrey area. So oh. Like Gatwick area. Oh, probably. I was born there. 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Laura, God is going to do a miracle for you right now. I'm sorry that I didn't know you're here. We would have invited you to come to our ladies' conference. That would have been a wonderful thing. You would have oh. been able to be here. But in Jesus' name, um, put your hand to the screen right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I come against that spirit of anxiety over your life right now. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, the enemy is trying to do and he's trying to attack your mind and your spirit. I come against it, that spirit of suicide. I command that suicide spirit to come up and out of you right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command that to leave you right now. That tormenting spirit that has been tormenting you, I command you to leave right now. Get out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, get out of Laura's life. Laura's body right now in the name of Jesus. Get out of her mind. Get out of her spirit. Get out of her soul in Jesus' name. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Leave her right now. Out in the name of Jesus. Out. Leave her completely. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of depression, I come against you. Spirit of depression of the life of Laura, I come against you to leave her right now. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, yes, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord God, amen, 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 Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of, the, there's power in the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. It is leaving you. It's left, Laura. It's left. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for delivering me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for delivering me, Lord Jesus. I dedicate my life to you, Lord. I dedicate my life to you, Lord. I renounce sin. I renounce sin. And I want to serve you with all my heart. And I want to serve you with all my heart. In Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. There's an acid, you get like an acid filling in your stomach. Like the right, you start feeling like acidy. Yeah. You feel that, you feel that right? Yeah. Okay, I need you to just say in Jesus' name, bring killing to that. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Say, I rebuke that acid forming in my stomach right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke that acid forming in my stomach right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I, re I renounced every demonic spirit in my life. In Jesus' name, I renounce every demonic spirit in my life. From attacking me from attacking me in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus yes thank you Lord amen amen thank you Jesus how do you feel better thank you 
Amen. You're going to see difference. Amen. Every one of you are going to testify and know that God is changing your destiny today. Today, he is changing your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, Greg, you said Mariah? Yes, and, and Mariah, too. Okay. That's Sister Mariah, where's... What, what can we pray for her? Did she say what for? Yeah, she said that that heaviness and that uh, oppression was, uh, that word that you gave was applicable to her as well. Amen. Amen. Mariah, can you speak to me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, very good. Amen. Amen. Jesus is our healer. He's our deliverer. Amen. He liberates us because his love for us. Can you can you open up your, your video? Um, I rather not. Okay, where are you calling from? Um, Guatemala. Guatemala, okay. Do you have a situation where you're not able to? I just don't feel comfortable turning on my camera. Okay, okay. The reason why I asked you guys to turn your camera is because it's important, the eye contact. When I'm praying for people, it's very important that I have the eye contact with you because it is a spiritual thing. Um, so that's why I ask you uh, people to, to, do, to be able to open their camera. Um, when we pray, we pray uh, this way. This is one of the, the important ways that we, we can able to have this contact. Amen. So, all right, well, I, I can respect that for you if, you if you don't want to, amen. What is it that you're feeling? So right now, I don't really want to, like I don't have the desire to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, I can't, I just can't. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mariah, keep, go ahead. Um, and, um, I feel like I'm not, um, I feel like I'm not, um, a good mom and like my baby doesn't need me. Mm. Amen. This is a lie from the enemy. You know that, right? Mariah, you need to, to turn your chat, your, your microphone on. Yeah, I'm here. Okay.
there's a spirit of rejection over you. I'm feeling a spirit of rejection over you. Can you tell me about your family, your parents? Did you grow up with your, you were with your mom and your dad? I grew up with my mom and my sister. Okay. There's a spirit of rejection over your life, Mariah. And I think that what the Lord is showing me right now is that that spirit of rejection comes when we don't, we, we feel we have been rejected as a child and not only that, but also when there's an unforgiving spirit, when we don't know how to, we don't forgive who has hurt us. Uh, the person that has abused, there's a spirit of abuse over your life as well. And it's important that you ask the Lord to forgive uh, you for these feelings, but more than anything that you can forgive who has rejected you and who has hurt you. <laughs> what I'm feeling over you right now, there's a spirit of rejection and a spirit of unforgiving spirit and a spirit of abuse. Yeah, that's right. That's right? Yes. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you, Mariah. One of the important things that you're going to have to, in order to be completely free from this, you're going to have to forgive someone in your life. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Amen. Because you know that the key to free you, to liberate you from who has hurt you of your past is to forgive them. That is a key because it sets you free. It doesn't set the person free, but it sets you free from that pain, from that attachment there is from that person. Amen. In Jesus' name, I come right now against that spirit of rejection. I come against that spirit of abuse. The unforgiving spirit over the life of Mariah right now, I come against you. And a spirit of dejection as well. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, command that spirit to leave you right now. Leave right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that spirit of rejection, I command you to leave Mariah right now in Jesus' name. That spirit of abuse, I command you to leave her right now in Jesus' name. Get up and out of her body right now. That turning in her stomach, there's a turning in the stomach right now, turning. I come against that right now and I command it to come out immediately right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, up and out right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, that spirit of unforgiving spirit, that spirit of anger to get out in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I command it to leave that tormenting spirit right now, spirit that is tormenting you. Tormenting your mind, I command it to leave it, get up and out of her right now. Jesus' name. 
generational curses, I command you to leave right now. Leave her body, leave her spirit of mind, her soul, everything. Right now, in Jesus' name, go to the dry places. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Mariah, turn on your mic, please. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to repeat with me in the name of Jesus. 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 Say, I renounce sin in my life. I renounce sin in my life. I renounce rejection in my life. I renounce rejection in my life. I renounce abuse in my life. I renounce abuse in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing power. Amen. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you, Lord God, because your word is power. Your word is true. Your word is an infallible, Lord God. There is power in the name of Jesus that every demon will bow. And I mean, every person would bow and every demon will tremble at the name, the powerful name of Jesus. Every demon needs to leave in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every demonic oppression, I come against you in the name of Jesus, in the mind and spirit of man, in the name of Jesus. It needs to leave because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, Greg. Go ahead if you want to take over. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, Sister, for for the prayers and for the wonderful word. Um, it was a blessing. God definitely moved. And that that's what we look for, right? Is we want to see a move of God. Uh, we can talk about God all we want, but God should accompany us in our gatherings. That's that is who we seek for, right? Mm-hmm. We we want his presence. We long, like the psalmist said in Psalm 42, as a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants after you, O God toward the living God. And uh, and I want to say an encouragement to us here is don't allow the devil to rob you of the word that was sown into your hearts today because he has a habit of, of trying to get in your mind afterward and everything that inspired you to have faith, he is seeking to deflate. He's seeking to just puncture and rob you of everything that the Lord spoke to you about today, right? He's a liar. He's a father of lies. He don't tell the truth. And he hates you. He hates me. He hates your family. And so he doesn't speak nice to you and he doesn't tell you the truth. And what he does is a good liar. He tells you partial truths. And he will try to get you to believe that his voice is God's voice. And he'll tell you you're condemned. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen. No breakthrough will come through. 
and he will say sincerely God. And he's a manipulator. And so my encouragement to you is understand that God, he speaks with the language of love and mm-hmm. faith and he inspires hope even in dark situations. And so um, be encouraged with that. Um, so I want to I wanna close in prayer. And um, yes, Father, we uh, thank you for this gathering this day, Lord. We thank you for you joining with us, Father. We, we thank you for revealing, Father, the works of darkness, for exposing the works of darkness, exposing, Lord, the, the lies and the tactics that the enemy has um, sought to establish in the lives of your people. Thank you for exposing that manipulator. Thank you for exposing that liar. And we bless you and we thank you, Lord, for you. your word is truth. And as your word has declared that you are the way and you are the truth and you are the life, you are the truth. And we thank you for the spirit of truth, the spirit of sonship, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We thank you, O Lord, that by your precious blood, And by your sacred spirit, you have united us to the Father and have given us access, have given us power, as John says, to become children of God. Thank you that we're no longer children of the devil, that though we have a perhaps pagan past, but we are nonetheless engrafted into the vine. We're nonetheless engrafted into the family of God. And you called us by a new name. You've given us a new identity. You gave us a new hope. Though weak, you made us strong. Though impoverished, you made us rich. Though powerless, you made us uh, uh, empowered. Before unforgiven, but now forgiven. Before condemned, now justified. We thank you, Lord. This is all by your grace. And we pray that you would continue, O oh Lord, the, the work of grace as, as Sister Drusilla mentioned that uh, that uh, he who began a good work in us will finish it. Oh, Lord, we ask that you would finish it, and that the devil will not succeed in, in discontinuing the work of grace in the life of your people. Father, preserve us by your mighty hand. Your word says that if you're for us, who can be against us? We thank you, oh, Lord, that you no longer stand against us. Though the world, though the devil, though the flesh may be opposed to us. Oh God, you you stand as our advocate. And I pray, Lord, keep us by your word and protect us from the works of the enemy. Preserve us into your heavenly kingdom, blameless and faultless. As your word says, faithful are you and you will do it. So thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. We love you, we bless you, and we magnify you. To you belong the glory and dominion and power forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.